It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We've got Drew McIntyre here with us, who's an absolute WWE superstar. He's held the WWE title as well for a good time, beating Brock Lesnar during the pandemic here. So it's great to have you with us, Drew. How are you doing? I'm excellent. Uh, it's been a long couple of weeks. I've been on the road for two weeks straight. I had the chance to go back to Scotland, see some family, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be best man at my buddy's wedding. Nice. And I head straight into Nottingham show with the SmackDown tour, then finish off with a Glasgow show. You know, back right. home right before I flew to Saudi on Wednesday. Got here about midnight and mm-hmm. haven't stopped since. Fantastic. The big match, yes, of course, which is the crown jewel happening in Saudi Arabia. Last time round in November, you had good success there. You know, you beat uh, Calvin Cross, and that was good for you. This time, however, there is a title on the line, which is the WWE World Heavyweight Championship on the line. Seth Rollins, he is your opponent. How's your preparations coming along for this one? I'm feeling good. Um, you know, I don't do much different for every match. I treat every match the same, you know, mm-hmm. every opponent the same as my biggest challenge, no matter who they are. But Seth is also someone with a lot of experience, um, incredible in the ring, will do anything to keep his hands on that title. And I made, as I made it clear on Monday, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to take that title from him. Thankfully, we've got a couple of days here, which means I get to um, recover from the time difference and the jet lag just in mm-hmm. time tomorrow and to beat his butt and become world champion for the first time in front of live fans. Yeah, and of course, that would be an incredible scene, isn't it? Because the first time you heard those words and the new, the crowds weren't there, of course. But just talk to us a bit about that feeling, you know, beating Brock Lesnar, winning that WWE title for the first time. What were your emotions at that time like? Uh, A lot of emotions, you know, because of the fact that finally won the world title after 20 years and all the ups Mm -hmm. and downs. I thought about people that sacrificed to get me to that point. But I also thought about what was going on in the world at the time and 
mm-hmm. how you know people were indoors and scared and unsure about the future, and we were the the escape during that time. The only original content around with every other entertainment and mm-hmm. the sporting company had shut down aside WWE, and a lot of emotions went through me. It's not how I imagined it uh, when I was a kid. Obviously, I imagined tens of thousands of people there, but for the nature of the time, I'm very proud of being able to become champion and uh, give everybody that escape and kind of lead the charge during that time until things go back to normal. But now I do want and need that moment with the title in front of fans. Clash of mm-hmm. the Castle last year would have been perfect. Hometown, right. where it all began, home country, uh, all together in Great Britain. And uh, Bloodline, you know, cheated me out of that, as I talked about on TV. But yeah. now I've got the chance to make it right with Seth. I can't do it. Yeah, and Seth, of course, he's a tough opponent for you. When uh, you go up against these fighters, psychologically, do you try and find an edge against each one of them? Of course, every opponent, you know, they have their uh, weak points or something. Do you try to look at that and say, hey, I can get one up on you even before we're entering entering the ring? I think you know, I'm going to go about this. And as I mentioned earlier, I treat them all like mm-hmm. the most dangerous person in the world. Um, but yeah, with Seth, you know, he's got just as much experience as me. I've been around for 22 years. So it's going to be like a game of chess. But the problem for him is I'm much taller and much larger. So he's going to have to use his quickness mm-hmm. while we both try and play chess with our experience. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned about uh, taller and, of course, the physique as well. Uh, can you talk us through a bit of the training process that you go around daily? I'm always uh, in the gym doing something like at least four days a week, you know, mm-hmm. lifting weights and then around that stretching and, you know, keeping myself um, ready for absolutely anything and keeping myself uh, able to do the physical, um, you know, power, but also athletic style that I do for someone my size. You obviously see me nipping up and jumping over the top rope sometimes, mm-hmm. something that people my size don't generally do. But I want right. to make sure that I'm ready to do absolutely anything. And if that means diving over the top rope on Seth with 280 pounds crashing down on him, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, and it's fabulous when you think of it. You've got these harsh conditions of the matches and then you've got the rigorous training as well that goes on, not just with the weights, with the uh, WWE Tour as well. But one of the benefits is you get to travel across the globe. You get to meet these fans. Do you have a favorite arena or a match that you know, absolutely stood out for you and you felt the love from the fans as well. Do you have a favorite like that? There's been so many. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll do which I think of some recently. Uh, where I'm at right now, I guess, because I'm talking about it, you know, in Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia, I was blown away just how people have been reacting to me over these past few shows and they're singing the songs from the UK, the old Drew yeah. McIntyre. Yeah, I've heard them sing that. I was, oh my goodness, I didn't expect that. <laughs> so much love here, uh, but it's great just how passionate the fans are here for WWE and Drew McIntyre and, mm-hmm. um, and Hy- Hyderabad, where I just was. And, um, you know, India, the fans yeah. are just absolutely incredible and so, so loud. And mm-hmm. obviously, I was just back in the UK and Nottingham, England, and um, I kind of expect it in Glasgow, Scotland, but <laughs> it's still always a pleasant surprise to hear the fans so loud. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, nothing were unbelievable on Monday, and mm-hmm. that's just a few recently. Just everywhere we go, there's a different type of crowd, a different type type of energy. But everybody's always so passionate. I did see a picture of you wearing the cricket jersey of Team India, and it just made my heart 
so warm. One of my favorite wrestlers having that cricket jersey on. Talk us through a bit about that. India recently made the semi-finals of the World Cup. You mentioned the captain's name as well on your social media. Have you guys had a chance to maybe exchange some texts or? No, but uh, when India win the World Cup, I'll definitely be sending <laughs> some uh, some positive messages and some congratulations yeah. and uh, some. I mean, uh, I'm not shocked. <laughs> like, like I've been keeping up with things. My buddies and I group chat. Mm-hmm. And as much as I don't get to watch the full games, but I get to keep my eyes on things. And India have just been absolutely indestructible. It's like one of the great white ball sides ever. They've just been absolutely mm-hmm. smashing everybody. And um, yeah, they're going to win. It's like I'm absolutely positive about that. I do have a bold prediction, I reckon. Right. Like, I want, so I scribbled this down to make sure I didn't forget. So my prediction for the final is okay. Kohli ties Tendulkar's record in the semi final, then breaks wow. the record and hits his 50th 100 in the final as India wins. Fantastic. That is incredible. So you've been glued to the TVs or the mobile phones and you're following these matches, are you? Sorry, yeah, and what I can't see, my buddies keep me updated uh, what's going on because I travel so much, so it's not easy to keep up. But yeah, they'll be keeping up just like uh, Sharma, absolutely smashing it. And everybody is, but it's just been his World Cup. And uh, if he's not leaving for the front, not scolding, it's Coley or Gill and uh, (laughs) everybody. Sendia's so my adopted side right now, but I would like to see Scotland do well. And it's like, uh, that is a couple, of my, couple of my friends are Indian in that group chat. So that's yeah. why I'm following and know so much about New England, sorry, India specifically. Fantastic. That's great to know. And I mean, you also have the Scottish heritage of yours and being one of the few Scottish wrestlers in WWE. Talk us the, through the pride and the emotions that you have carrying that fly with you wherever you go. Awesome. Especially these days, for the past few years, I've been able to wear the kilt and I've got mm-hmm. the you know the big sword. And I've always been announced from Air Scotland, which was important to me. Is initially the one right. announced me from Glasgow, Scotland, because they say nobody knows Air, and I'm like, yeah, they will once you announce me from Air. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I've been able to represent Scotland for so long as the first ever Scottish guy signed directly from Scotland to WWE, right. and watch how far we've come. Uh, you know, there was a couple of guys that are you know, Scottish her- uh, origin that got signed to WWE, but never anybody from Scotland. Scotland, yeah. Fast forward a few years, and suddenly you've got, you know, myself and Gallus down the NXT, but then you've got so many girls as well, like mm-hmm. uh, Nikki Cross and Isla Dawn and um, uh, what's uh, our partner wrestlers in WWE, I can't remember her, the V name, but Kaylee Ray, let's say, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's definitely more. There's just like an army of Scottish uh, people in WWE now, but specifically women, which is wild. Yeah, and that's incredible as well to the circuit. And we see how WWE has progressed over the years as well. And you've mentioned how long you've been in the industry. But if I had to wind the clock back a bit, what would the three things be that you'd like to bring back from the Attitude Era? Like with the language and everything the way it is is cool. Like I liked it as a kid when it was a bit more risky because I was mm-hmm. a teenager. But I also know we've got a lot of young fans now, so you right. know I probably wouldn't bring that back. And it becomes a bit of a crutch for people if you're allowed to swear. You just mm-hmm. overuse it and overuses it. So I wouldn't bring that back. But signs, people in the crowd with the signs, we still have it, but not as prevalent as it was in the era. If you remember when Rob and Star. Yeah. Things everywhere as soon as the show opened you would go through the crowd yep. everybody would have something so mm-hmm. i'd like to see that again when there's like tons of signs instead of just you know you can pick them out these days because there's not as many mm-hmm. um 
probably have to help me out because of the way things are right now. We're pretty mm-hmm. good about you know our industry. Just our style now is so advanced uh, in ring when it comes to how athletic the style is. I'm very proud of that. We're yeah. selling out literally everywhere we go. So you know, wrestling's hot right now. We're obviously doing something right, true, um, right now. And um, yeah, as much as uh, we're you know standing on the shoulders of the giants of the Attitude Era, we're taking things to the next level now from a business perspective. If you look at the, the company and how many deals they're making, and, you know the profit of the company, but also you know just because of the in-ring style, because of the talent selling out on the arenas all across the world, wherever they go, including Saudi right now. You talked about uh, seeing more and more uh, fans in the stadium, and in terms of inspiring the next generation of, say, the fighters or the fans, would you like to see more of them show up in the kilts and uh, maybe carry some swords around? Of course, albeit, you know, the more the plastic versions of the swords and just to create that vibe in the atmosphere. Would you like to see that more? Oh, yeah, I do see it. I'd like to see even more, though. I can see a lot of fans you know, dress up um, as myself, uh, you know, with the kilt and with, you know, the blow-up sword or you know, plastic sword or sword that made themselves. And then, uh, you know, the ones that can grow the beard, grow the beard, or a lot of them, the kids get sticky on beards, uh, which is pretty cool. So I'm always, you know, taken aback by somebody who decides to dress up as me, especially just Halloween there. People will tag me whenever somebody dresses up as me for Halloween, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And you've been very generous with your time, Drew. So I'm going to leave you with one final question from my side. Uh, this world heavyweight title, what does it mean to you if you go on to lift it this weekend? And what would it mean to your legacy? It means everything to me and it means everything to my legacy. Um, I've been chasing that moment with the live fans. Um, you know what happened during the uh, lockdown, the pandemic. I am very proud of that. Uh, and I saw what Seth had to say. Like, I don't know what was going on during that time. I, I know because I was talking to the fans over Zoom and I know how difficult everybody had it. And it was my responsibility as the champion to lead the charge and make sure that they could forget about those difficult times whenever they turned out in WWE. I don't regret one mm-hmm. moment of that. What I am upset about is what happened at Clash of the Castle when I finally right. had the opportunity to champion and I was cheated. I just wanted a straight singles match, a fair match, and the opportunity for them champion the live fans. Seth claims I'm going to get that tomorrow. I've told him he's going to get that tomorrow and we're going to find out who's the better man. Fantastic. And we wish you all the best, Drew. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Hey, welcome to the Next Wave Podcast. Consider us your chief AI officer in your business. My name is Matt Wolf. I have the number one YouTube channel in the AI space. I also run futuretools.com and I'm joined by my co-host, Nathan Lands, founder of lore.com. We want to bring you the latest AI news and trends, show you how you can use AI in your business and personal life and help make it super easy for you to understand and execute. We're going to equip you with the knowledge to thrive in this upcoming wave of change. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport Business Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.